Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. I'm here today with uh, one of my, my favorite guys in this game, somebody I interviewed super early on in his career. I think I might have done your first interview. Somebody I'm a, I'm a big fan of, big fan of you as a human being. Thanks, Ugly God. No, thank you, nigga. Do I need to put these headphones on? I mean, you can if you want. You don't have to. Oh, I like waiting my hats into the side and shit, so nigga, we're going to hold off on it until I just feel like I might throw them bitches on later You look on. good. No, nigga, you look good, bro. I look good? You yeah, look good. Yeah, for sure. You got a couple more tattoos and shit. Like, I think you like, got fat for a while sent in between our first interview and then now. Yeah, you oh, you had a little bad phase. Yeah, I, I lost like 40 pounds. Wow. 40. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. How'd you do it? Snoring coke. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, you know, you know, I ain't never did drugs. So, no, um, I know, I know. So, uh, but I, I heard you talking about rolling up on this album. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? You just need I something to say? I, yeah, I think I should be rhyming with shit. <laughs> yeah, just should be rhyming with shit, yo, for the most part. But I yeah, hear. I just, you know, started eating better, running, drinking mm. water, nigga. So. That's what's up. It's crazy to think. All right, so tell me about where you were at in your life when we did that first interview. Because you were a very, you were just a young, young boy at that point. Yeah. You didn't know nothing about the world. I was a, a, a creative I, I soul. Said this, I was a, I, I literally say this, a 19 year old nigga. Nah, I might have been 20 at the time. Yeah. But whenever I'm a nigga fresh out of high school and fresh into this shit. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. you were the definition of just all of a sudden you had everybody looking at yeah. you. Whereas like your whole life, you had just been a regular guy up yeah. until like a few months before. Yeah. That's crazy. Shit, that shit was overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. And so, okay. Talk about what you've been through since then, like, because it feels like for a while you, you've kind of like gone through sort of like various identity crises. And then I feel like you've sort of ended up with this project. And I feel like listening to this project, I felt a new, revived, coherent, confident version of you. Yeah. Musically. Yeah. Not no version. A, a different, different nigga. I don't the, like the version. new guy. I don't like version because you know you can say that two different ways. I don't think I don't want niggas to think I ain't fucking because I'm fucking. Mm, not so, virgin, version. I know version, but I don't <laughs> like that shit sound. You feel me? But yeah, yeah, no, for, no, for sure. Hell yeah, nigga. I had to tune in, find my fucking self. You know, before anything. Right. What, talk about the pressure that you felt after Water came out and just became this big fucking song. And it's like when we look at that sort of prototype, that mold of that rappers are supposed to fall into. I mean, that kind of happened to you early on where people wanted you to be this meme rapper, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and not that I was at the moment, but I was like fulfilling like that need or like filling in that gap. But then, you know, as time went by, you have other artists coming out and shit. And then that gap is like not closing or being over with, but like, I'm, I'm not necessarily the nigga they look to for that type of music mm -hmm. anymore. Well, it's a weird lane to be in because yeah. when you when you sort of are viewed as that funny rapper or whatever, it's like there's always a new little pump, a new yeah. six nine, a new like more and more entertaining people coming and coming and coming. For but sure. I, I always felt like you weren't really comfortable with that in the first place. Like you always felt sort of belittled by being put in that category because you always wanted to just be thought of as a dope rapper. All right, so so really it was. I wasn't really uncomfortable with that or being called that, but it was more of that, like, I'm pretty sure, like, because you know me personally, some niggas know me personally, some niggas know me as just an uh, internet persona, but, like, for the most part, like, you know, that's my personality, and I'm actually that type of nigga, and mm. I'm not, actually, I wasn't going to the studio trying to be this type of meme nigga, but, like, I was going off my emotion and how I felt about things, and, like, that's what type of nigga I am. Like, at the end of the day, I'm still a goofy-ass nigga, mm. regardless of what kind of music I make. I'm still that goofy-ass, you know, coon, bro. But when you came out in the game, you came with so much of that kind of stuff so much fun music so much funny music that people want to treat you like that's all you are yeah no for sure and i think that's what people think that's all i'm capable of doing mm. and like 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was it, it was weird being thrown in a in that box for me making music like that. But it was more like weird because like I'm the, actually that type of nigga. So really, they're throwing my personality into a box. Mm. So it's like, how do you feel about your first project and and what came of it? Uh, it was alright. Uh, I felt kind of pressured to release it because you know at that time I was just releasing singles that were just booming. At mm. the SoundCloud, like whenever Spotify was like whatever, right. Apple Music was like for Drake and them type of niggas, and then it was a SoundCloud. But um, like after the water shit blowing the fuck up, and then especially like after XXL, like mm. that was so much pressure. Cause I, I, I think I might have actually been the only one on that list that didn't even have a fucking a collection of music like a tape or anything. Right, like, it was pressure. And when you're a new artist and you have. Uh, the, and you haven't put out a project there's always going to be that sort of thing looming there hanging there and for you especially because it's like your first project was going to be what decided if you were a meme rapper or a real rapper in yeah, a lot of sure. ways like are you going to be a guy who had one or two dope things on youtube or whatever a couple of hit songs and then that was the end of it and like you you always seem kind of like weirdly aware of that and no of course no i was aware of that when i was working on bumps and bruises while i was working on the booty tape mm. like i knew like as far as how people like perceive me as that you know type of rapper and i felt like it would have been too corny for me to come out with trying to do some serious music even though my new album isn't too serious but it's different but like i feel like at that point in time i had to release something and i did mm. and um i didn't i, I knew what i owed with the people at that point, I like I gave them what I owe. Like, I really kind of put that together, and that's what the fans were fucking with me for. They were fucking pressuring and bullying me to fucking <laughs> put this fucking anything out, yeah. and that's what I put out. You know, like I just felt like I kind of owed them that. But I was already in the I was working on Bumps and Bruises at that time, mm. like already planning to stray away from that kind of shit at that time. But I know what I had to. I knew what I had to deliver. Right. That's kind of like a, a weird. Like, do, do you feel like you overthought it? Because like overthought where you were going to go with your career and in terms of what direction you wanted to go to, because yeah, you have pressure from the fans and stuff, but I feel like you yourself kind of got in your head at a certain point where you just felt like you, you were sort of overthinking like the direction of your career so much. Whereas those early hits that you had, those were hits because of the fact that you weren't thinking about it at all. You were just this kid fucking around. Yeah. So it, it wasn't me actually like it was, I was always aware, like, of like where I wanted to go and like how I was going to go about things, but I just didn't know when or how to do it. Like I knew it had to be some kind of bridge or like some kind of easing to a new thing instead of just coming out on some whole different type of shit than you know what I was on. Mm. So like just like trying to find that perfect balance and then when was like my problem, like when to do it. Do you ever regret doing that double XL cover, or you think it was overall positive? Mm, it was positive, but I there there are some downsides of it and um. Which is I fucking love. It's dope and it's a good ass, you know, platform, whatever, a good look. And shout Miss Vanessa, cause that's you feel me, shout Miss Vanessa. But that's anyway, yeah, hey, that's my nigga, uh, Miss <laughs> Vanessa Satin. But um, <laughs> so like what I've said before is that before um XXL and even the water shit, I I even say Wild Water was coming out, but um, my fan base was growing so like steadily and organically. Mm. And then like just looking at my fucking my numbers, which I fucking hate going by numbers, but sometimes it matters. And like going by numbers and like as far as my followers and like my analytics and stuff, as soon as XXL happened, that shit shot the fuck up. I bet. And it was I, 
I feel like I didn't get my core fan base where I wanted it to before, you know, that. Yeah. You know? It's always that weird thing in, in the music world. It's like, do you want to take big opportunities before you're maybe ready for my most recent big example of it was like block boy where he had this crazy ass wave going where they had like their own style of beats and dancing and everything and then he like came out with that drake single and that blew it up so fast yeah. maybe too fast you know yeah that type like type shit you know it's just a matter of just like when and like i felt like i just didn't get the i did because i actually have a like amazing ass core fan base especially for me to be fucking in hibernation and fucking be dormant this fucking long yeah. and niggas still like actually give a fuck mm. it's fucking amazing to me like that shit is like wild because i know i ain't finna listen to no nigga after two years i'm not it's easy but, to forget about somebody for yeah. sure there it's, were rappers two nowadays. years ago that we're not even thinking about yeah yeah these days for sure do you, do you feel like that was something that kind of fucked you up in the head, sort of? Just the the fact that you realized sort of early, like, oh, shit, like, I just blew up, but there's a million other dudes coming, especially at the moment you came, yeah. because you came out right at the beginning yeah. of sort of the SoundCloud rap explosion, yeah. like, before Pump, before Yachty yeah. even, I think. Like, you were you were super early. Not, not really before Yachty. Like, like, like the same time it, it as was Yachty, like, really. It was like, I'm, I'm like, that, I was in college, and while I was in college, that's when Yachty was blowing up. Like which is like late 2015, mm. and I blew up like mid 2016 or okay. like kind of earlier 2016. But yeah, like at the big like like all in all, yeah, you're right. Like the beginning of that shit, like before niggas was just popping the fuck up and, and shit. And now it feels like that kind of ridiculous wave is is over now, where you know it's like it, it, you just there was a bunch of people who I shall not name and stuff who kind of maybe got signed and shit just off of image and yeah. off of the fact that the industry was so thirsty for the next pump yeah. that they like were just signing whoever and there's whoever a bunch of people who yeah. got big ass fucking deals and they just are never going to do shit with it and no, it's kind of sure. crazy to look yeah. back on yeah yeah for sure I wouldn't say like SoundCloud is dead but as far as a nigga SoundCloud grinding it's kind of dead like SoundCloud grinding like now you know niggas popping out with the music videos on Spotify mm. type, that type of shit well, but SoundCloud still the GOAT though if you pop out with a song these days that if by, by the time it gets to a couple hundred thousand plays no matter what you you have ten label meetings scheduled. Oh, like no. everybody wants Easy. to talk to you. Yeah. Everybody's feeling you out, and they're they're smart. You know they're thinking like, is this guy just a little meme, or is this guy somebody that could go further? Like they're super on top. For of sure, it. no hell yeah. They be they be hit or missing though, but mm. yeah, they be on it though. They definitely fuck shit up, but they're definitely yeah. trying hard. So how much through your success and everything and traveling and all this shit? How much did you? sort of transform into a real rapper type dude because it felt like when we first did that interview you were still so new like you definitely had somewhat limited experience with bitches you definitely had not gone anywhere near drugs which i'm guessing is still the case yeah but like um i don't know it's like i got older of course uh i started making more money mm. bought a crib started feeding people like it came with responsibility mm. and like responsibility comes with growth and maturing and i'm still a goofy ass nigga but you know i'm still the same nigga now that gets to sit back and chill and i was just never that type of nigga you know <laughs> but but when you're coming up as fast as you are there's a big temptation to not chill at all and to always be at every festival be hey, around yeah. everything ride the wheel ride just ride to the motherfucking wheels fall off but you feel like you didn't really do that because you weren't really no, 100% no. Comfortable I, even, even, at, even at the like at the beginning when i first blew up i knew i said like like I pretty much knew I said I'm finna be on this shit. This shit's working out. Like when I when it when it first started working out, I'm like, okay, this shit working out. 
this type of shit is finna be a thing and I'm just have to change. And even at that point, I wasn't taking like every festival and shit. Like, like I was out everywhere like online and stuff, but like as far as like taking like different shows, fucking like being certain places or like being some like part of the hype and shit, I, I stayed away from that just so I could be able to do certain shit or even be able to like change and niggas won't like get tired of my face. Mm. Like, I've been gone for a minute, but even when I was out, I don't think niggas got tired of my face. There's some faces niggas get fucking sick of. Uh, it's weird how yeah. that's a very real thing that sometimes yeah. you just are like, man, I just see this motherfucker everywhere yeah. for some reason. And it just sort of, you know, there's only so many people that, that people will continue to want to see yeah. over and over and over like that. You just gotta like keep that mystique, you know. Like, and you could always live your life however you want. When you're a rapper, like especially when you're first cracking up, it's like, well, you could be on tour and popping up all different places every day for the next couple of months, or you could schedule your shit a little different where you get some time to actually be at home and actually feel like a normal person. It's like it's very much kind of up to you. I'm sure you had a lot of influences that were pushing you to just make as much money as possible and take advantage of all opportunities, right? Um what do you mean, like, like as far as homies in the rap game or like just in general? People on your team, it's like as long as you're paying them and everything, there's a big incentive for them to be like, shit, we got to take every show we can get and do as much as we can. And Nah, nah like, I, I've, I've been given that advice by somebody, but like not specifically on a team because my team has always been me and that nigga. And <laughs> the the, uh, the lights can do, remember? I don't know if you remember Naldo, my best friend. We're still best friends and shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, for the most part, it's the three of us. Like, really, so, like, as far as somebody telling me, like, it's always I have a vision of doing something, and then it's, fuck it, we finna follow through. Like, like my team, my manager, my best friend, they trust me, like, on how, on like, you know, how I want to go about things. Like, Did know. the label shit start to wear you down as a as a person? Fuck no. Hell it, no. it didn't really uh, start to bother you? It was, it was more just aggravating. It was more aggravating, honestly. Like, right. Like, because, um, I wasn't in a 360. I was, uh, I had my single deal for water. And I have my uh with one album, which is Bumps and Bruises, so I'm out that. But so it was one album and in distribution. Uh -huh. But it was just that. And then, you know, I wasn't fucking locked in. I, I couldn't not drop music. I could always drop music when I wanted to. So that wasn't the reason of me not dropping music. Right. And you know, they weren't taking percentages of my shit. Like, like I was I was in a good situation, but it was just more aggravating that uh that I I just don't think even the label or even my manager like I can tell him how I feel about something or I have a vision, but I don't think anybody can like really like understand your vision and how you want to go about mm -hmm. things. You only do your best at explaining. You feel me? So and then like, that kind of becomes your job where all of a sudden it's like instead of just being able to do the creative, you have to also be considering how you're going to present it to the label that they're going to be fucking with it. Oh. I mean, I go, I'll, I'll always do what I want regardless, but um, <laughs> like that, like for real, like, like uh, sometimes I felt like I wasn't even with anybody, honestly. That's how I felt because always there'll be ideas or things that they might have wanted me to do, but they always had to ask me mm. to do it. And then I guess just like dead that shit off. But I feel like that didn't fit what I wanted to go on. Like, I just didn't want to be in the way doing too fucking much. You're and independent now? Now, yeah. Crazy. How you feel about that? This shit is amazing, but I kind of always did feel independent, but it feels better being independent now and then just dropping this fucking body of work too so it feels good yeah because you have like kind of like the, yeah. the label support meanwhile yeah. you're not actually yeah. trapped in that are you shopping other deals are you thinking about it like that i don't know i don't know i don't know 
Yeah. On, I, I just want to see where this album does first. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like, like at this point with this album, it's like, do you, does this album make you want to go harder with continuing to try to be a rap star? Or does this kind of represent you being happy with just being able to, you know, because there's all different types of rappers. Yeah. It's like you could be Danny Brown who dips off for fucking four years, but every time he drops a project, it's like he's making a big artistic statement and he doesn't really worry about being Mr. Famous Guy all the rest sure. of the year, you know? Gee, where, I just, where do you feel like you're at? I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of happy I found myself for one. Mm. I'm putting out music I think, which is all that matters, is good enough for me to put out and I feel good about. And uh, really, like, really, like, overall feeling better as a person, really. Like, like, that was my main focus at first during my break. It wasn't even music related at first. It was me, like, damn, like, nigga, like, like you feel me? Mm. Like, when you look at this project, what, what had to change in terms of what got you to this sort of different mental state with this project where you just feel sort of more comfortable? It doesn't feel, it just feels like a more grown up version of you. What's different about Does this it project? True? I feel like Did it. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. And it's just, it somehow just manages to walk the line of you being funny, being like a fun loving guy, but also wanting to be like, yo, I'm like a real rapper. Like, I'm not one of these fucking Instagram dorks coming out or some yeah, shit. Like, like it, it was more of just like me bridging that gap or even just like, like a balance between the two because like it doesn't completely sound corny and not like me like you know that shit is me and mm. then you can still know I'm that same goofy ass nigga but then I'm still making like it's just different type of music but it's don't sound like nobody it's weird though because the funny stuff is usually what sticks to the inside of your brain god that's so loud that was crazy <laughs> for sure but <laughs> the funny stuff is what sticks to the inside of your brain because when I think about your first project what do I think about I think about bitch breath oh, smelling like yeah. Newports yeah hell yeah yeah I still think about that. About <laughs> yeah, all that. Black and mild, all that. But you, you, you got a girl now, right? Uh, or you had a girl for a while. You're single now. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But you, you seem like kind of obsessed with women. Uh, is that something that occupies a lot of space in your brain? Hell no. Nah. No? Hell no. Nah. Like you talk about like I, like my music I was making like or like just in general I seem like I was just super just like obsessed with like bitches. Honestly, your music doesn't sound like you're like documenting the lifestyle of a dude who's just really living that Casanova lifestyle and just out here slaying everything. But then you also seem like you do end up talking about sexual related stuff. Niggas be horny, nigga. <laughs> you feel me? I heard that. Yeah, niggas just be horny, bro. Right. Yeah. But but you, you... Oh, yeah. All right. I feel you. Really, what do you say to that? No, it's just niggas be horny, nigga. You don't be mad whenever niggas be horny and I'm acting like a horny nigga. You can't knock me for that. Mm. I just feel like some guys, I mean, like Thug's girl was in here the other day telling me that her and Thug don't really fuck that much. I'm like, this dude, all he talks about is sex and music. It's just music. Like you have a, a, like him and his girls, I guess, sex life. That's their personal life. And then you have Young Thug. Mm. Like this, you have, what's the his artist. name? Jeffrey, that's his name. Yeah. And then you have Young Thug. And then mm. Young Thug is a nigga who rap about that. It's just like really balancing between, you know, your persona and then your personal life and then I feel like some niggas have no balance like like not using him as an example but I'm gonna say Lil Pump not using him as an example because my homie but like like let's say it's an artist or like Lil Pump maybe he's like Lil Pump at all times and there's mm -hmm. no balance between him and what's his name Gazzy like <laughs> Gazzy yeah Gazzy, Gazzy Garcia. Garcia yeah but I was using him as, I was using him right. as you know I wasn't using it like saying he's that that's a cool ass nigga it's, a cool it's actually, it actually that nigga is, yeah that, that nigga cool as fuck <laughs> 
Yeah. Actually, you and Pump always had a good relationship, huh? Yeah, for sure. Like, I met that nigga when he was 15. That shit was weird. Already had the Gucci tattoo on his chest and shit. I think when I met him, he had just turned 16. So it yeah. might have been a little bit after you. It was, I, I remember it was, I remember all that shit so vividly. Like, I was in my mom's house. I met him and Smoke Perp. I actually mm. met Smoke Perp when I was in college. So it was even before, like, Water. I met Smoke Perp a long ass time. You look ago. at that time period in your life, like your old, the old days, like, man, shit was so simple. I was just really just getting into this rap shit. I didn't know nothing. I was just having fun, meeting people, whatever. Yeah. Now everything seems a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it, 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 it was easier not knowing the business side of things and how yeah. shit worked because you were just, like, at the end of the day, I'm still a nigga who makes music, but like, like back then, it's just, I'm just, it's just nigga make music and shut and do what you do, nigga. Like shut up, make music, and then we'll handle all that other shit. But like now, knowing the business side of shit and knowing how like shit works now and how shit is changing and shit, it's like it makes it more difficult. But it's nice to be older and smarter, but at yeah. the same time, ignorance is bliss. No, for sure, no hell. When yeah. you're young, you're ignorant as yeah, fuck, and you just sure. everything seems fun yeah. and everything seems funny. And then you get a little bit older, and all of a sudden, you start to realize that the jokes that seemed funny as fuck yeah. to you when you're 15 are not yeah. quite as funny now that you made those jokes for a couple years, oh, or yeah. you've seen everybody else's jokes and everything. I feel, I feel like. I stopped at the right time before I just completely was just fucking up. Cause I think if I would just kept on going, I would have been fucking up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fucking up. I mean, you're lucky just because you don't. Apparently, you don't have any fucking uh, destructive tendencies. No nah, drugs and no nah. no insane girl stuff. I probably, I, I honestly, I think my downfall would have been me saying some stupid ass shit or fucking with some nigga or some shit. Play some Kodak shit. <laughs> I don't know. Have a moment like that where you just come out and say like "fuck Jay Z" or some yeah, shit like I, that. I probably just say "fuck" like I probably would just say some shit. I right. probably would have said some wrong shit. I'd be saying Kodak shit. had one of those things like every other every week. Uh, I think I don't know. He just I, I, I see you can't even use him. He Kodak. We just can't Kodak. compare you to him because he, yeah, he's yeah. on a different. He, he, he's just yeah. Kodak is just Kodak. Yeah, so. I hear yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like this project is inspired by in terms of? Uh, what what brought it to life? Because it's kind of like you, your your early music is the stuff that was inspired by your entire life. And then like further projects kind of have to be inspired by new shit. So like I was depressed for like a year and a half, which sounds fucking corny to me saying because yeah, niggas just be, be saying that shit. But I was, and uh, I got out of it. Thankfully, it was real personal. But I'm thankful I got out of it, and I just wanted to be happy. Like I was actually happy for like. For like the first time in so long and really way happier than I really ever was. Even when I was first putting out music blowing up and shit. Like when I got out of out of depression, that was the happiest I've ever been. And I just always I just want to be happy. Mm. So like I just was making music that made me feel happy, regardless of what I was saying. Like my shit makes me feel happy, whether I don't know what it is me saying or like my beats, or whatever, like it shit makes me feel some type of way. Mm. So I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's fun yeah. music. It's music that just sounds like you were just in there. But I mean, I don't know. It's also, it feels like more real hip hop in a way, in the sense that, it, I mean, it just feels a little bit more like you are actually just finding yourself as a rapper who actually could like just get in the booth with whoever and just, yeah, really just be doing some shit. Rapping yeah. next to somebody, somebody that maybe people wouldn't be thinking about you rapping next to. For sure. Like, like no, Takeoff. Yeah. You you decided, hey, me and Takeoff go head to head. That's yeah. the hardest me go. Yeah. Why Takeoff though? I, I say him because him and Wintertime were my only feature on the album, and I feel like all three of us are underdogs. Mm. So it's like an underdog nigga album. You still close as fuck with Wintertime? Oh, yeah, it's like my best friend. One really? of my best friends besides uh, my friend Otto. Like, even away from the industry or like away from the music, that's like 
one nigga I've been talking to since 2015, and that's my nigga. I mean, like the way you dipped off, the way he dipped off is like way crazier. Like he, oh, no, he really went nigga, ghost on motherfuckers. No, that nigga went in hibernation. Yeah, yeah. Is he just gonna pop up in a couple of years and just be like, yo, here's what I've been working on? Oh, that nigga finna pop up soon. Bro. Really? That nigga finna pop up. That nigga just like it's, that's a whole. I know I went ghost, but that's a whole different realm of dipping out. That nigga just dipped. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Damn. Um. Fuck. I just had a really good question. Oh yeah, what happened with uh? Are you still holding down your bro six nine? You guys were real tight, huh? You went to New York, joined, joined the Treyway thing. <laughs> you had the join, diamond I tester. Did, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't join Treyway. That was in Houston, so like, oh, it was. All I, right. I ain't finna make all these niggas mad and say that, that nigga was in my city. But you know, I claim Houston, whatever. I, you know, I lived there for the majority of my life, and we were out there. Uh-huh. And really, I was out there, and then he was out there, and then it was like. I don't know who reached out further. It was just link up. We just linked up. Mm. Shit. How do you feel about how his career went? You kind of look at your career like, damn, I'm glad I didn't join a game. Well, I, I know. I, I know. <laughs> Order with, any murders? With me, like, with the 6 9 situation, I actually, like, was ghost off the internet while all that was going on. And mm. uh, when I actually re-downloaded my apps and got back. Well, I mean, I was online. Like, I was just posting my meme page, but not my personal. But uh, when I did get back on, I felt just late to all this shit. Like, I really don't even fully even know what ex- like really was going on. I think I just know a couple of niggas would be dissing them in songs, but like besides that, I don't even like even know the situation really. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna sit here and fucking reiterate everything I ever heard about it, but I mean you know people saying he's snitching, people saying whatever, but I mean it is what it is. He was he was living very very fast. I don't know. I just know when he was out, he was I don't know. Was I, cool, I guess yeah. he was just doing six nine. I don't know. I hear that. Um, when you look at your career, you've done like two videos, right? Water, Three, water. And Batman, and then you did a video Lost, with Yachty. Lost. Uh, oh damn, yeah, four. Oh, that counts too. Yeah, I don't, I don't like me showing my face. I like my, I like being on some rare shit. But that's weird because you're like a fucking meme rapper, quote unquote, or yeah. whatever. But like, you know, if you're gonna be a meme, it's like it's supposed to be very, very vis- visual. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, I was already thinking ahead of that. Like even. After XXL and shit, I still had one music video for the longest until the middle of last year uh. with the boom video with Yachty. Right. Like, it was just, like, I, I, I've been thinking ahead, like, I've, I've been thinking ahead, like, way back then. Like, I knew it was, it was I had to be on some shit, <laughs> on some shit, nigga. Hey. But I knew I had to be on some shit. Thanks like, for the shout out, Yeah, bud. you feel me? Shout out on some shit. No terms, <laughs> but yeah, I, I knew I had to be on some shit. I had to come with, you know, some different type of shit, really, bro. Like, right. What was it about Batman? You're a huge Batman fan, or is I'm that not, just that just happened? Randomly? I'm not a huge Batman fan. I did not read the comments. I'm not into Marvel. I'm not into superheroes. Oh, I'm okay. into Super Mario. Really? In Pokemon. Still in Pokemon. You never yeah. got into Pokemon Go because when we did that first interview, that was when it first came out, and you were like, "No, nah, I'm not fucking with it." Uh, Jokes on you. I got Mewtwo. I got a fucking shiny Lapras. I got all kinds of shit going on right now. You you never played it. You never got in. On, I got a shiny Shelter the other day. Fuck with me. I don't know. That Pokemon, bitch orange. Bro, Pokemon Go is just weird, bro. Like, you want me to get the, like, I don't, can you battle now? You can battle now. You can trade. You can do everything now. All kinds of fucked up shit. They have to, they're about to drop Gen, Gen 5 on our asses. Uh, that's, and that's the last Gen. Mime Jr. coming soon. The last Gen I actually messed with is Gen 4. And after really? that, like. Well, that's what they're on right now, so it's perfect timing. Nah, not to play Pokemon. Nah, not to play Pokemon. They got legendary Pokemon. They got raids, but there's two rats sitting right here. How are you not doing this? Ratataz, bro. The Ratataz, yeah. I I always like for some reason I got an obsession with the rats. I always got to catch the rats whenever I see them. Are you a rat? My my nephews they're really into Pokemon too, and they call me Uncle Rat because they think it's so funny that like the rats. 
No, I don't like that. No, man. I'm not a rat like yeah, that, though, my oh, friend. Yeah, I am okay, street okay, certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, street certified. You dig? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Facts. Dude, I remember the funniest Why did you use a great, what, uh, a master ball? Uh, I went in the middle. I went with a great ball. You use a great ball in a rat type? You can use a pokeball in that. But I feel like that type of shit doesn't matter on Pokemon Go, but that shit matters in the game. You know like, what the thing is? Is if you're just like spinning Pokestops and stuff, you get so many great balls and ultra balls that you can afford to be very liberal. And like Pokeballs, you're never going to run out. But if you live in a type of area, like you live in the middle of nowhere, there's not mad Pokestops, then you just... You you need the balls. You gotta be like conservative with balls for me. And also, I open my, the maximum amount of gifts every day. Conservative with balls. Stop it. <laughs> You're too grown for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you, you you still got the same team as when you started? Yes. Yeah, Is that important? Same to you? Hell yeah. The same motherfucker. Hell yeah, because like when people are constantly fire managers, like always have new friends around. There's no chemistry, and there's always chemistry trying to be rebuilt mm. and. You have new people trying to understand where you're coming from. And even though sometimes I feel like my manager might not know exactly where I'm coming from, I know he has three years with me mm. of knowing what type of nigga I am to even have an idea. Mm. So. Do you, uh, have you had, like, you know, rappers are always talking about betrayal and shit. Like, have you gone through situations where you felt like, damn, like I came up with this person and they really fucked me over? Uh, not really, not really. Uh, <clears throat> for the most part, it's probably been me who stopped talking to most people, honestly. Yeah. Like, I kind of stopped talking to people. Just because they fucked up or just because you're sort of a, a isolated person? I'm really isolated person, really. Not because they fucked up, because I don't take shit personal. Because at the end of the day, I feel like even all the rap niggas, we really don't even know each other personally. Like, mm -hmm. it's always, if we're in L.A., we You rarely up. get to meet people on, like, more than a superficial yeah, level, Yeah, for huh? sure. So it's like, I don't really take anything too personally. So yeah. it's just like... And I hope they don't take it personally either when I just stop talking to everybody because there has been, you know, a few people I don't want to name that I stopped talking to and it's like, damn, what this nigga on? Right. And it's really, I'm on some shit. I'm on some other <laughs> shit. I'm thinking about myself. It's hard for yeah. people to understand yeah, that sure. at a certain point. Yeah. Dude, because when we first did that podcast, I remember like some girls walked in the room and you looked at them and, and I think you just said, bitch, you look good. Bitch, you look good. Yeah, see, like... <laughs> And, and like, bro, like the times has changed so much. I get canceled for saying that shit mm. now. And even like some old, a tweet of an old lyric of mine popped up from Booty from a Distance. And What'd it was like, say? I said, young, ugly guy, grab your ass without permission. Mm. And there were some feminists uh, on Twitter and childhood feminists, you know, standing up for what they stand up for. But they were like, that's really sexual assault. I'm like. Times just changed, bro. Last, because that was a couple of years ago. I, I don't even ago. remember ever noticing that lyric, and I listened to that song a million times. Yeah, and then now it's like this nigga grabbing niggas' ass. I mean, not yeah, grabbing girls' ass. Not I just said niggas' ass. <laughs> oh man, bro, <laughs> grabbing. Not you. Somebody else might be grabbing a dude's ass. Right? Okay, but like, yeah. grab this nigga is touching people without their permission. Mm. Cancel this nigga. I don't feel like you're at that, but I feel like these days people are smart enough that when they hear about somebody getting canceled, they know that it's got to be some serious shit and there's got to be serious evidence. And when it's just a fucking lyric like that, it's like it usually they might try to build it up against you, but it doesn't feel like it usually works these days. I feel like, but nowadays people actually want 
to be offended nowadays. Yeah. So like they will probably build that up or like try to push that narrative onto other people too. Mm. And then it's just the community of niggas trying to cancel your ass. There was a clip that went viral of like Jerry Springer and a, a, a bunch of other comedians, or not Jerry Springer, Jerry Seinfeld, and a bunch of other comedians. And they were Jerry all Springer. <laughs> you were, that's, I'm thinking I'm hanging out with you. I'm trying to think about some trashy shit. Um, no, but they 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 were all saying the N-word, like joking around. But this shit was from like fucking five years ago or something, like as even older than that or whatever. Yeah. And it, you gotta shout out Jerry Seinfeld actually because he was the one who didn't say yeah. it and he was the one who was acting like it was weird and everything but at that time that that came out nobody thought it was offensive was they it? understood the context of what they were saying they were talking about the n-word yeah. and then it's so crazy to me to think that that shit got dug up all these years later for people to get offended by like were they just chilling thinking like yo we ain't had anything anything racist in a minute like we gotta fucking dig up some whole shit like, yeah, yeah, they that's need so some crazy shit. Yeah, they, 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 like I said people want to be offended mm. and it's probably people who even seen that back in the day and choose to be offended by it now like whack which mm. is why I stay away from that type of shit and I do watch what I say now like I said if I was still on that shit, I definitely would have fucked up and said some stupid ass shit that would have got dug up. But a lot of the the really offensive shit that you've probably said in your career and your music is like some of the funniest and most memorable lines. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's yeah. like a, that's a tough thing to to decide how how risque you want to be about shit. You know? This shit just different now, man. Yeah. Um. So you you this whole time you never been like, man, you know what? Let me hit that wood. Nah. You're just like, no. I think I learned how to roll up. I can roll up, though. Who are you rolling but, up for? Uh, niggas. <laughs> just niggas. I don't know how to roll. I can roll up. I roll a good ass blunt, but you know, niggas like, niggas do like backwoods, like, you know, I live in Mississippi. Mm. So, like, backwoods kind of just now getting there, like in the past, what, year or like six months, you think? Really? A lot of times when you go down By south, year, it's hard to it, find it's good just, ones. It's just, it's just straight swishers. Right. Swishers, games. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely should be smoking swishers. That'd be funny as hell. I'll roll one up right now. Where on it? Never got no switches. Man, imagine right. just sitting around rolling, rolling, a, smoking a wood that ugly guy roll for you. Nah. By bro. the way, as long as you're here, this is an ugly pod. Oh, okay, ugly pod, bro. <laughs> That's, you want some shit? Bro. I was thinking about that earlier. You want some shit? I'm on some shit. I'm not really. I'm off. I'm off of these little little spliff guys that we smoke. How often you smoke? You know, whatever. Not too Ooh. much. Okay, okay, okay. Not too crazy. Not too crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I stopped smoking wood, so I felt kind of good about that. All right, for sure. I was sweating my ass doing a condom trick before you got here. I had, to, I had to be like, yo, hold them in front for five minutes while I wait for my sweat to dry. It was going to be rest in peace, Adam, if you kept on with it. Bro. I was just going crazy trying to get this fucking trick done. And it was just not working. By the way, nojumper.com if you want to purchase a condom. Yeah. NJK. NJK, that's fucking crazy that you are just out here just showing, showing yeah. respect. Hey, but you know what's so funny is those girls that when they walked in the room and you were like, yeah. you were like, bitch, you look good. We bring them back to the crib, right? Yeah. Girl asked me if I got some weed. I'm like, all right, here's some weed. This bitch starts rolling up on the floor. Like putting the weed on the floor? I'm like, there's dust on. And that, I wouldn't know how offensive that is, but I, I can only imagine. That's, I don't want it's like eating off the floor. It's like if yeah. I gave you a hamburger and you were all like, right. oh, sweet. Just put it on the ground. Right. Take a see, bite and see, put it on see, the ground. See, I'm not a smoker, so I don't, I don't really know. So I, I wouldn't really know. Like that—that that was the craziest shit I ever see. Because I'm like, holy fuck, has this girl ever left the house before? Wait, she? Are you still friends with her? <laughs> I don't ever. I never at? even met, knew anything about it. I didn't <laughs> hook up with her. I don't know nothing. As soon as I saw her rolling weed on the ground, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. You would do some shit like that though. Or roll on the or or mm-hmm. roll on the floor. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. No house training. <laughs> no, nah, I, I definitely got house training, bro. I think I'm just a goofy ass nigga, and like I and and I know goofy. 
Er or even other goofy ass niggas. And it's really super hard to even look past that. You Who know? do you hang out with? I'm so curious about what your life is like. Nobody. Nobody? <laughs> I go with my best friend. I, I do have a friend that was actually in college at the time. His name's Tip. And him and Nara are my two best friends. But okay. that's who I hang out with. I what do y'all do? You go get ice cream? Ride bikes around the neighborhood? Ah, uh, shit. We travel, shit. Oh, okay. We be on shit, Black Ops. They, really, we, it's, it's crazy because all my, like, not that all my best friends are like me because my, my friends, most of my friends tend to not even be vocal or like even, like, my friends are really quiet for the most part. But like, we're always, we chill and we have that respect for each other as friends or best friends, but we always do our own thing. That like, one white kid that you used to always be with. Calvin. Calvin. You still around? Uh, I haven't seen him fucking in a long ass time. He actually hit me the other day. Uh, He's been going through some shit too. Really? So I'm not even going to be the nigga to even try to give him advice. I'm going to let him get through what he's getting through. Right. Say so he's going to take a break from the internet and shit. So. Oh, that's good. How do you... uh? How do you feel about the current state of the rap game? Is there a lot of shit that you fuck with personally? And how do you did you find a lot of stuff that you yourself are attracted to or that you listen to? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so when I came back online, I was like, damn, all these niggas, bro. Uh. Like, I came back online to the fucking Cardi leaks. Mm. I came on just like, in a weird ass time, I came on. When I did kind of dip and dab and come back, I know... Uh, Niggas were like being depressed and shit. And now I got back off. And I don't know what niggas are on now. Mm. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know what niggas be on anymore. I don't even know what even rap is anymore. But like <laughs> the state, like as far as like the aesthetic, like I feel like I don't know. I, I personally don't know. It's so many more just rappers now. I don't even know what like a main aesthetic or whatever it is or like what even these niggas fans even look like. Not these niggas, but like, I don't know what even a fan. I don't. Mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Bro. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I yeah. really don't. That's interesting. You uh, do you? Is there anyone you listen to in particular? Yeah. You're driving around. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to Wintertime and Playboy Cardi. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's the name? Uh, I listen to some K-pop and J-pop. There were some moments on your tape where I was getting Cardi vibes a little bit. Yeah, people said that. So, like, so, like, to clarify, like, like as far as the beats, because I know the I beats. damn why I, I, there's I, a I moment on the like beats Cardi. where the beat start, starts to, and I'm like, uh huh, okay, I'm kind of feeling this. So, little. like, so, so, like, <clears throat> I actually hit up Pierre about that. Well, he's actually my favorite producer, by the way. So, shout out Pierre, and I do listen to his music too. But, um, so no matter what an artist tells you, what they do. I know besides getting advanced, I never even got that advanced from a label before. Really? But but niggas' money comes from their shows and their merch. That's where niggas nowadays, hip hop, that's where these niggas shows come from and endorsements, of course. But after this, like I wanted my album to be real upbeat so I could have more lit shows because that's where the money is. Like mm -hmm. it's the shows and the touring and stuff. So um as far as my beats, they were just super up tempo. Mm -hmm. And like rap wasn't like that at one point. Like that shit came new really when Pierre and Tay Keith came out. So like I feel like nowadays for a song to even be up tempo, the beat is either gonna be Pierre inspired, it's either gonna be Tay Keith inspired or it's gonna be like I guess kind of West Coast inspired. Mm. So like that's why I think people kind of got those vibes, which is that's really not what I was aiming for. But I was just really aiming for a more up tempo sound, and then niggas just like 
Yeah, I mean, the, the beats selection has got to be part of why I felt like it had a little bit more of like a hip-hop type sound as well. Sure. But when you think about Cardi and like his recent stuff, that's more of like a sort of futuristic, weird-ass, outer-space yeah. style. Yeah. It's like a new thing. Yeah, yeah that nigga's Cardi is just Cardi for the most part. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, I want to clear that. But I've been, I've been seeing that here and there, like... Not that I'm trying to be Cardi, but they're like, damn, this sound like Cardi probably rap on this. Mm. And really, that's not really what I was aiming for. I was aiming for more up-tempo, but like more up-tempo is going to sound like this, this, or that. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. So now you got the project out. What are you thinking about in terms of what you want to be doing with your life? Do you want to be on the road nonstop? Are you trying to just be in the studio? Where, where do you want to be, see yourself? Uh, I want to be on the road nonstop working... Like touring off this album, which is finna go crazy, actually. Mm. You know, tour coming up, a little mini tour. I probably have one after that, hit more cities. But like, of course, stay on tour, stay on the road, and then also still plan ahead for my next project. What I'm going to do, how it's going to be different, just like I did with the last one. But I'm not going to take that long break anymore. That was just fucking not really a much a mistake because I'm glad I took that break because I did find myself and like, you know get over what I was going through. Mm. But uh, really, just like kind of work on how my shit finna, you know be different when i look at you i look at you as somebody who is more than just a rapper that you're also like a personality and somebody who could probably do more than just rap you no, of course think hell about yeah. being a, a tv show host? man I, I have so i have so much stuff in mind that i'm actually i've written down i write every day but i've written this down i want to manifest that but a lot of things or ideas that i've spoken on i feel like every time i speak on something and not specifically somebody copying me cuz i doubt everybody hears what the fuck i'm saying or whenever they successful doing what they do they hear what i'm saying or get that inspiration from me but i feel like every time i actually be vocal about it and let people know like what i have planned somebody just does that shit and then it's like damn so i like to not to speak on it but i have so much shit in mind that i'm about to like attack that shit yeah definitely i don't like to like talk about any kind of business ideas or yeah. creative things or whatever i don't like talking about it until i'm 100 yeah. percent sure that it's really happening yeah. like it's happening like it's already sure. fully going because yeah. you don't want to fucking be taking yeah. all kinds of different advice and shit from everybody um but yeah it's interesting i guess like nowadays the decision is kind of like do you start it yourself or do you go to like a complex or a revolt and you're like yo i want to start doing stuff on camera or you just like get a camera and be like fuck it i'm gonna make youtube videos i i, I say i try to do it myself and i try to capitalize and maximize as much as i can do by myself to the point where i know i might need a team or help and then i'm gonna look i'm gonna look for that mm. but that's not even in my fucking question looking for some shit right now right do that shit myself that's what's up yeah well hey ugly god Really glad you came in. And Thanks for inviting me, bro. For yeah, sure, I miss time. you, my nigga. I miss sure, you, bro. bro. I appreciate you. No, thank you, bro. I wish you lived like around the corner from me. I wish you were my neighbor, so I could just like, <laughs> stop by, and be like, "Hey, ugly guy, what's up?" I'll be like, I'll be like, "You on some shit?" Man. Yeah, yeah. Then now you just make the same joke every time, bro. That actually like on some shit. That shit fits. That shit works. Bro. Mm. I don't know if you knew how much that works, but that works. Well, I need. I I was thinking about that the other day because I was listening to somebody and they fucking shouted out "Say Cheese" in a song. I'm like, man, I don't feel like people ever say "No Jumper" in a song, and I feel like it's a pretty good rhyming thing you could say right. jumper and then rhyme it with bumper or thumper yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah. you got, got one you. for me i got you i got you i got you i got you we're we gonna we're gonna lay that down. and adam 22 yeah. like literally there's a gun that's called 22 i mean this is easy shit right <laughs> yeah, here and there's niggas, a number and niggas, niggas over here bullshitting you yeah <laughs> give me my props man i need all no, my shout sure, outs no, for sure. no it's good but no jumper awesome shit it's some shit you can just fucking twist mm. and do all kinds of shit 
Adam 22. Like when I was listening to TJ and he said, you know, uh, fuck rolling loud. I shoot up the stage, go hide in the car and roll some loud. Yeah. I was like, it's like when, it, when it, you know, when the time said that back in the day, he, that nigga Same said, shit. fuck rolling loud. I was rolling loud. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> I so yeah, that, that, not that TJ copied him, but like that's just some smart ass shit. Thing like you, the way niggas can put shit, niggas just be niggas. Mm. Fuck shit. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. All right, ugly god, that was jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Go listen to my man's project on all streaming services. Gang, okay. nojumper.com. Go cop some merch, like, comment, and subscribe. Appreciate y'all. Peace.